Brian Boyd. And I'm Sam Bernardo. And we are here with Fadcast number four. Uh, yes, we've made it to four. We have made it to four. And we've got Bob with us here today. Those of you that follow The Daily Bob, um, we had started recording and Bob in- introduced. <laughs> Bob interrupted our recording. And so a uh, little behind the scenes action for all of you out there. We're starting over again. You know, making it to four, does that mean there's a future in this? Four. Well, I don't know. Four is bad luck in some cultures. So we've we got to make we, it to five. Yeah, okay. Right. right. Bob will be there for number five. All right, Bob. Um, so Free Animal Doctor, uh, our fourth podcast. Today we have a guest on. Sam, tell us about him. A uh, guest named Brandon, and he owns a uh, grooming salon in Sierra Madre, and I take my animals to him, and we've Fat has taken animals to him for grooming. I guess we've we've all participated in his business. Yeah, Dog Wash America, it's called, yes, on yes. Sierra Madre Boulevard in the city of Sierra Madre, right? Somebody uh, sat down and said, what are we going to name this street? <laughs> it, and um, and they said, you know what? Yeah, we're going to A Street, Main Street? No, 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 I've got a great idea. Yeah. Where is it located? And um, so Sierra Madre Boulevard in the city of Sierra Madre host Dog Wash America. Could have named it America Street. No, America no. Street. Yeah. That's right. They could have. California named, Street. California Street. Does Sierra Madre have a main street? A street named Main Street? I don't think it does. I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think there is a Main Street here. So yeah. that is Sierra Madre Boulevard would be Main Street. Um, so, okay. So a little, <laughs> they did have a little imagination. At least they they named it something <laughs> other than Main Street. Yes. Um, Clever people. Right. Uh, but um, Brandon is going to come on and talk to us about grooming, and it hopefully is some useful information for some of you out there. We're going to talk about what to look for in a groomer, what to expect from a groomer, um, things like that. Uh, if you're out looking, how do I find somebody that's a good groomer? What am I looking for? Uh, what you know are signs of things to avoid or things to to go after? Also, how to be a good customer to your groomer, mm-hmm. and um, I think. Practical for a lot of people right now, especially, you know, costs are up. Um, It's summertime. Maybe your dogs need more grooming than usual. We'll talk to Brandon about how you can save money at the groomer, Um, things that you can do on your own, things that you really should leave to the groomer, breeds, all that. So anyway, we'll quit talking about what we're going to talk about and we'll get to Brandon here in a moment. But um, speaking of Brandon, mm. I I just in the past week took my both my dogs to Brandon and he gave Scruffy my... uh, Yeah, I'm looking at Scruffy right now. He's over here chewing up a toy. The ugliest dog on the planet gave Scruffy his summer cut. He looks uh, like a dog He's not Scruffy anymore. No, he's not. Um, He looks a little bit like Bob. He does. With the short hair. Um, And he's uh, chewing the heck out of that, uh, whatever it is. Rooster? It's a lamb. Some sort of stuffed animal. It's a lamb. Yeah, there we go. So Sacrificial. (laughs) Sacrificial. So, But before we get to Brandon, we're going to talk a little bit about Free Animal Doctor and our fundraisers. Um, As you guys know, hopefully, Free Animal Doctor helps people raise money when they can't afford some or all of the cost of treatment. Um, We also help rescues raise money, especially when they end up with cases that um, bring unexpected expenses to them, and they're having trouble doing that. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how there's such a powerful tool that we have, which is uh, photo and video. And you've got this phone in your pocket. Everybody has a phone nowadays. And, you know, a a fairly up-to-date, doesn't have to be the newest model, um, iPhone or Samsung or other type of phone, the tools that it has to take high-quality pictures, 
easily edit them and, you know, improve things like shadows or whatever. Um, video, it stabilizes the video for you automatically. It, it does the lighting. Anybody can take good pictures and good video nowadays. And also here at Free Animal Doctor, we, um, you know, edit photos. I, I sometimes get people that submit photos that, you know, maybe there's a shadow over the dog's face. We can remove the shadow. We can do this and that. But if that's, you're, a, that's like a line from Ratatouille. Anybody can cook. Anybody can take video. Yes. Well, you can take, you know, good enough for, for fundraising. And I'll give you an example. And you know, I, we, we've had mm-hmm. people, uh, actually, we've been on television. Remember the guy from ABC? He was filming us with two iPhones. Filming us with two iPhones. Yeah. When we were, he came out to do a segment on Free Animal Day. Oh, yes, yes. Well, there was a movie some years ago that uh, got nominated for, uh, what do movies get? An Oscar? Yes. Um that was the one about the Blair Witch Project. Well, that, that was a long time ago. This is more recent. Yeah. The uh, They filmed the whole thing on an iPhone or iPhones. Um, and at least I watched part of it on uh, my computer. You couldn't tell. I'm maybe on a big screen you could. But the point is you've got that ability. And I see people doing fundraisers all the time. I was looking at a, a Rescue's um, social media just the other day. And, oh, we got a, a little bit of a phone call interruption. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I was looking at their um, uh, Instagram post, and they had some fundraising videos. And, you know, the videos were just somebody talking at the camera. And I thought to myself, what a missed opportunity. You know, you you have a fundraiser for an animal. Put the animal in the video, right? Um, if you just film yourself talking about a situation, what's the point of using video? You're missing this opportunity. And so I just want to emphasize to everybody, the key to a successful fundraiser is to use those tools that you have available um, out there to get yourself, um, what would you say, Sam, uh, 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 to capture people's attention, you know, and photographs are a huge one. Videos are another one. We can help you with them. And, um, are you hearing that beat? Oh my God, this is terrible. Second, let me uh, do something here. We've got a little beep in our system. Um, so photos and video, the, the importance of that and um, getting those photos and video done. And I also hear from people all the time, you know, I uh, was at the vet. I didn't have time. I didn't think about it. You got to do it. You got to have photos and videos. The f- they tell the story of what's going on, and we've got to have. Of course, I mean a, a picture of your dog at the veterinarian's office. You don't need a caption. It explains what it is, mm-hmm. and, and and that that attracts donors. And and that's at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do is raise enough money to get the animal the care it needs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole guide when somebody sets up a campaign, we, we tell you how to do photos and there's all these little tips about having the animal look at the camera and, and things like this. But the bottom line is you've got that tool and, um, why not use it? You know, there, even not too many years ago, um, video was something that you could only do sort of professionally. You would have had to have really expensive equipment, even photography, you know, you had to have film and get it developed. Nowadays there, you got this phone, it's super easy to do, and um, it's really going to help you fundraise. So get those photos and videos of the animal and get them um, 
to us and you can have a good fundraiser. That's the success, the bottom, the bottom line, but you gotta, you gotta use them. Uh, I was going to come up with the, the term ABF always be filming, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes, but it's true. You, you've got to think about that when you have a campaign, you know, it, when you're going out, um, when you're, you know, you're, you're going to be raising money for your pet. You've got to just be constantly thinking about taking photos, filming, because you've got to get that story out to people. And how are they going to know your story if it's not photographed or filmed, right? The only other way is it's going to be written up and people don't want to read. They want to see the picture. They want to see the video. That's how they want to engage with it. So, um, do yeah, always be filming. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. They're sitting out there waiting to give you their money. Are you going to take it? All right. So are there any uh -huh. new campaigns, that, speaking of campaigns, that you have that are relevant to be discussed today? Well, yeah, yeah. We have a, a, a number of new campaigns um, going on. Maybe um, what we'll do is we'll bring Brandon in. We'll talk to him about um, grooming. And then uh, we'll close out the show with um, some news and information about our spay and neuter bus and some new and interesting campaigns we've got going on, including one that got me thinking about the uh, the the real need to to get good video of of these cases so that you can tell the story. So what do you say we uh, give Brandon a call, Sam? Let's do that. All right. Okay, we're here with Brandon of Dog Wash America. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Ryan. How are you? I'm great. Sam, yeah, how I'm, are you? I'm good. I'm here too, Brandon. All right. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Pretty well. We got Bob here um, sitting on <laughs> Sam's lap. Bob's not going <laughs> to hey, say anything, but uh, Bob recently got groomed. What do you do with Bob? Because he, he's a, a short hair. I mean, he doesn't need to be clipped, does he? Like trimmed? No, Ryan. So um, Bob is some sort of chihuahua mix, possibly, with right. short hair. Um, possibly should never, tr you know, really shave those dogs. It could cause skin irritation, um, sunburn, you know, future pro problems down the road. So what we usually do is we offer a bath and brush. Um, that includes the ear cleaning, ear wipe out, anal gland expression, um, nail trim, and the bath and the brush. So that's basically what Bob Bob will always need. Hmm. Um, I know some some people want you know want to disregard just the bath and brush and go straight for the shave due to the shedding. Um, but it's always a good idea to do do some research on your dog's breed to make sure you're not causing any harm. Well, and it wouldn't really stop shedding, would it, for very long? Because that undercoat is still going to come out on Correct. those types of dogs right so you know okay. absolutely yeah all you're seeing is a shorter hair you mm -hmm. know you're seeing the shorter hair instead of the longer hair you know right. being shedded out and a silly question do dogs shed year-round or is it just sometimes greater during the summer or, or not great question um so basically certain dogs will shed year-round um but majority of the time um dogs grow a summer coat um to keep them cool and then they'll they'll you know they'll throw that coat and you'll notice, you know, a time of year where they're really pushing that coat out. And then they'll grow another winter coat uh, to keep them warm, warm around the, you know, the colder season. And after the colder season, it, it, it's almost like a seasonal process that happens with with dogs that um, that have that undercoat. I see. 
And you know, Brandon, you 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 may not know this, but um, Sam back in his younger days was in a, a German electronic band, Experimental, and their name was Anal Expression. <laughs> no, so, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, um, what, anyway, what anal gland what, expression. What, I'm sorry, what expression yeah. does an anal gland say? I mean, yes. It's like, all right. Hey, hey. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but okay, so that's good to know. And yes, they're they're. The dogs like Bob have that undercoat and they do shed. And then we have the dogs that are more like Scruffy or like my dog puppy that I've brought over there, a princess, which um, have the hair, right? They they don't uh, really tend to shed. They often are hypoallergenic, but they've got to be trimmed or it'll uh, keep growing and growing just like a person, right? Absolutely correct. So um, with, with hypoallergenic dogs, you usually don't, you don't see too much shedding come off of them. Of course, you're going to see, you know, a couple strands of hair here and there, but you're not going to see, you know, the, the dog that throws the coat and gets that double coat or that undercoat. Um, as for like scruffy, you're more concerned with keeping the hair at a decent length so the dog doesn't mat or tangle and cause, you know, bigger issues down the road. So usually we, we recommend, you know, whatever type of haircut and, you know, in what you could afford to keep up wise, um, every, you know, four to eight weeks for like a terrier mix, mm-hmm. um, a nice cleanup haircut just to avoid any matting in the future uh, always tends to help. Eliminate scrubby, scrubby having the Bob Marley look. Yeah, yes, right. Ex- the, 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 yes, yeah. exactly. Right. And um, speaking of that, okay, I'm new in town. Um, I'm not in Sierra Madre, where I would know to go to Dog Wash of America on Sierra Madre Boulevard. Um, uh-huh. Right. I'm, I'm somewhere else. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. And um, well, you know, why not? Uh, but I'm looking for a dog groomer. What would you, uh, with your experience as a groomer, what would you tell somebody, um, you know, to look for uh, both, you know, in a positive way, but also, you know, things that might be a warning sign that that's not the best groomer to go to. Yeah, absolutely. So I would, I would first do your research, you know, go, go online, go, go research some local groom shops, um, see what other people are talking about and uh, you know, give them a call, ask questions and uh, you know, ask for experience. You know, if you're going to a shop with a very low experience with uh, pet grooming, you know, they just got started, which we all have to start somewhere. Um, but make sure you're comfortable with them, them, make sure they're answering your questions on what you, you feel is correct and what best fits you and your, your pet at home. Um, you never want to feel obligated to do something you necessarily don't agree with. Um, if you're, you know, if, if the groomer is forcing, you know, a haircut, when you feel a haircut's not necessary, these are things that, you know, I would, I would take a step back and, and get a second opinion and find other options you could possibly um, do for your, you know, for your furry family member. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you want, you want someone with, uh, with a good attitude because okay. that attitude reflects on how they're going to, you know, treat your animal. And uh, you want your, an- you want your family member with, you know, with someone that, that loves animals. And um, that's a huge part of grooming. You know, you got to love what you do. And what services would you say a groomer tickle? I mean, like you were mentioning what you guys do, you do the nail trim, you do the anal gland expression. Yeah. So, so Ryan, so we offer, we offer two basically package type deals. We offer a bath and brush package and that already, we, we make sure we want to check everything while the dog's there. Um, the nails, the paw pads, the sanitary. So 
our basic bath and brush package will include um, the nails, the anal gland expression, the checking of the ears, the sanitary trim, paw pad trim, and of course the bath and the brush. We'll, we'll look at the mouth, see if you know any teeth brushing or, or teeth cleaning might be necessary. And uh, these are basic, you know, for dogs that don't need haircuts or they're, you know, they're in between haircuts where they, mm -hmm. they're not quite yet ready for another haircut. So you, you do the bath and brush. And then for our full service grooming, it includes everything I just mentioned. But we do, you know, we do the clip on the dog's coat, the mm -hmm. body trim, the face trim um, to make sure, you know, the dog's at a certain length where it lasts you know, the time frame where the owner wants to keep up with the dog. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So we recommend every four to six weeks for most dogs. Um, you know, other dogs could probably go to eight to 10. Okay. Okay. And how can, um, I mean, we asked you, uh, you know, what to look for, what makes a good groomer or what to look for in a, in a groomer, you know, let's flip it around. What do you as a groomer, what would you, if, if you could, what would you tell your customers uh, about how to be a good customer? <laughs> if you know what I mean, oh, right? Be absolutely. a good I can jump in here because yeah. Bob and Scruffy both are not the friendliest animals to groomers. <laughs> are they not? <laughs> no, they're not. They don't, they, no, they're they, a little nippers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a polite way of saying they're something like <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. They're, 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 they hate doctors. They're, they're just tough dogs. Okay. So how to how to be a good client? So yeah, you, uh, first, don't own Bob so and Scruffy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so for for a customer, you know, say Sam walks through my door with Bob and Scruffy. Um, first and foremost, I need I need um, you know Sam to be calm. I need Sam to be you know I need him to be confident that I you know that I'm capable of of handling Bob and Scruffy and not be worried. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of clients come. You know, especially the new newer dog owners. They, they'll come in and they'll be more nervous than, than their, their pet will be. And, you know, the, the dog or cat will fill off that and uh, usually will make our job a little bit more difficult because they, the owner has made them nervous. I was so, just going to ask you that. So you're saying, yeah, you've seen the animal picks up on the vibe of the owner. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, you know, and that's where the confidence in your groomer, you know, comes along is you have to be fully confident that your groomer is going to um, make, make the, the grooming experience the best um, for, for the animal. And if they have that confidence, the, the majority of the dogs will feel that. And um, they'll, 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 they'll show you, you know, they'll, they'll have a little bit more trust. They won't fight you um, the whole way through grooming, you know, they'll, the owners majority of the time um, will allow the dog to either be, nervous or comfortable and so that's very important when you're walking into a groom shop i always state to the to, to my clients walk in confident um you know walk in okay. like like it's a fun place for your dog because right. grooming tends to get a bad name because we do do a lot of things that you know majority of dogs and cats do not like us to do right, um, but, right, right, right. but that attitude um walking in the door it, it makes a huge difference well let me ask you this um Again, both my dogs have nipped you. I mean, they just got groomed, and you and I talked about it before and after. Um, so, would it be beneficial if I walked in with uh, with a mu them on a muzzle? Or are you thinking, no, that's that's sure. going to sort of freak them out a little bit? Exactly. So, Sam, just like I was speaking of, you want to walk in confident and placing a muzzle on your dog 
you know, walking oh, yeah, through a door. Yeah, that's crazy. It's intimidating. They're not used to having a muzzle on 24 seven. It's abnormal, you know, with a dog on a leash to have a muzzle on as well, you know, walking into a, a, a facility that they already might not like. Yeah. So right. I, I'm a big believer and I do my best to try to keep um, the muzzles off the dogs as, as long as I'm comfortable and, I feel the dog, you know, is it risking my, my hands or my fingers or, you know, safety for them. Um, I'll see how far I could get without a muzzle because it tends, uh, from my experience, once a muzzle is placed on the dog, they feel almost threatened. Um, mm -hmm. and they start fighting a little harder because, you know, we're, we're taking one of their, their biggest, um, biggest, uh, I guess words out of their mouths by being able <laughs> yeah. to growl or to nip. Um, and with the muzzle on, it's just, like I said, majority of the time it's very threatening to them and uh, makes them feel way much more less comfortable with us. Um, but some dogs, you know, there's no other option. We need, you know, we need a muzzle on them. Sure. Usually the groomer will place the muzzle on um, while the dog's at the facility. Well, and I'll say you've groomed uh, princess a number of times and that's a dog that, you know, she's very snippy or whatever, <laughs> yeah, she but, is. Yes. Yeah. but, but, but you've managed to, to, to make it work. And, and I think also I, I, I remember it is comical many years ago. I took a dog, uh, that I had to, um, I don't know if it was pet smart or Petco. It was one of those where they, you know, big box retailer that has uh -huh. the groomer inside. Um, and he bit the groomer and they called and said, Hey, you got to come get your dog. We can't groom it. And it's a little small Maltese, like, like princess, a little small Maltese mix, Maltese poodle mix. And, um, anyway, went to another groomer. It was fine. And I, I remember at the time I was thinking to myself, it's like, if you're going to be a dog groomer or a veterinarian, I've had this discussion with veterinarians, like you have to expect you're going to get bit a little bit, especially by small dogs. It's just part of, it's of assumption what of happens. Risk. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's part of the job. Right. Right. And, 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 and having that confidence too, I think what you're speaking to, because I, I do this as in animal rescue, you know, now, obviously if you're talking about a pit bull or a mastiff, if it bites you, it can really hurt you. But, um, you know, if a little dog like Bob is trying to bite me and I've seen other rescuers do this instead of freaking out or going crazy, they're just like, oh, okay. Oh, whatever, buddy. Like maintain that confidence and lack of fear of the dog. And that goes a long way. I mean, they, they, they might try to nip you once and then they'll stop because it's just like, oh, you're not scared of it. You're not freaking out, you know? So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for the, the way the human behaves. So you're saying walk yeah, into absolutely. the groomer you know, confident, don't come in nervous, pulling on your dog, you know, scared, like, Oh, I don't know how he's going to react. Oh, he's so upset. Yeah, just, exactly. Exactly. Right. Ryan. And you know, a little, a little tip or trick of mine yeah, is great. even when a, when an animal's misbehaving or isn't, isn't, you know, being a cooperative with us. Um, it, it sounds hilarious, but baby talk, be mm. a little baby talk to them you know, trying to maybe hype them up where we're not, you know, we're not being so firm. We're, we're being more friendly to them, right. even if they've tried to nip us or they did bite us, staying calm and um, trying to cheer them up more right. than uh, correct them right away. It tends to always help, at least from my experience, it, it tends to help not to be so uh, reactive on their, you know, their movements. Okay. I have two kind of final questions here. Not that you're well. You're not a uh, you're not boarding dogs, but you don't require a rabies vaccination or border teller or anything like that for me to bring. Yeah, so we 
so so majority of the um, facilities will all will all require um, rabies and bordetella. Right. Um, those are the two main um, vaccinations that we canine that we look for. Yes. Um, a canine. That's that's not. We don't mandate. We don't we don't mandate that, and mm. we don't make it mandatory. But um, we do recommend it. You mm. know, you are in a facility with with other animals that go. You know, go to dog parks and. Uh, yeah, it's just you know, common sense. Exactly. It's almost for us um, getting, you know, getting our influenza shot is it's pretty much you, you know, you're going to come in contact with it. And if you could protect yourself, why not? Right. Even though right, it's right. not mandatory, you know, it's probably a good idea for one. And the last issue is what if what if, you know, Bob is scared to get in the car now these days. You know, what if these dogs have had diarrhea within the past 24 hours or something? Are you recommend that that uh, that we shouldn't tell you about that and postpone this uh event until another time or is it okay for you guys to deal with these messy situations yes we always we always definitely appreciate letting us know what's going on with you with your animal you know before you come before you come in if your dog seems really ill or you know it loose bowel bowel movements you know every every bowel movements loose you know let them let them get better before you stress them out a little bit more to bring them into a facility that's what i was going to think about is just the stress of it yeah yeah exactly exactly the likelihood it's just like when we when we're nervous you know i know a lot of people have that flight you know getting on an airplane same same concept is you're you're putting a dog in an uncomfortable environment and it's going to stir up the the already problem it has um whatever that may be throwing okay. up um diarrhea um we always we always recommend make sure your dog is you know healthy and feeling good before they see us um there are some exceptions you know one, one, you know, they wake up, they have a loose bowel movement. We're not too worried about it, but if it continues, we will usually pick up the phone, call you and let you know what's going on and we'll have you come and pick them up. Okay. Now let's do it this way. Um, uh, we're going to go, uh, uh, with the, how can I, well, I was just trying to think of a way to say, um, uh, against your your business we're, we're going to ask you how can we save money and go to the groomer less but i think you have some good tips on that because you know not everybody can afford to go to the groomer all of the time um and especially you know some of these people i i, I know you know uh these animal lovers out there don't necessarily have the biggest budget and they've got three four five animals they've rescued um dogs and or cats and it can get expensive yes. even even oh, at, at a low cost groomer. So what are some tips that you might have that people can sort of extend how how can I save money at the groomer? Yeah, how often the the dog needs to come and see us yeah, or the, that the kind animal. Of stuff, right? Um very easy. So depending on on the breed of of dog you have, um if it's, you know, if it's one of these golden doodles, labradoodles, and, you know, maybe you weren't clearly thinking about, you know, the maintenance um, involved when when you rescued or or you purchased the dog at the time. Um, we, you know, we would suggest if you could only come in every, you know, four to six months, we would recommend, you know, a tight haircut, something that's not going to hurt the dog, but at the same time, take a while to grow out. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, a if good you idea start in summer seeing- anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As long as the groomer doesn't go too short where it's, you know, the skin's, the skin's showing, um, it's susceptible to, uh, sunburns. Right. Um, also that a lot of the times the coat protects the animals from, um, from insects. 
from mm-hmm. bites, mosquitoes, spiders. So it's always a good idea to keep at least a quarter inch, if, you know, maybe a little less, but a quarter inch of hair on the dog. And that will last usually about four to five months. And that's what we would recommend. And in the meantime, if you if you see the, the nails growing out and they're a little too long, um, you could always just come in for nails. Um, we have these options on our website where, okay. you know, it's just a nail trim or a nail file. Um, even anal glands, we offer anal glands. Um, so you come in, it takes us five minutes. You will, we'll do the anal glands and the dog goes right back home with the owner. And that's much, that's much more affordable if, um, you know, a regular maintenance isn't, isn't an option for them. Okay. So if I'm going to give my dog a bath at home, um, uh, you know, to extend the time period that we need to go to the groomer, you know, let's say I've got a dog, you know, like, like you said, a golden doodle, a Maltese, the hair's growing out. They are going to have to get a haircut eventually, but I'm going to be giving them a bath at home. Do you have any particular, um, advice products or types of, or anything for types of shampoos or conditioners or whatever to use for an at-home person, a non-professional lay man, lay woman? Should we? Yes. I'm so, I'm so glad you, you asked this question. So Ryan, (laughs) what, what, what most important is if you have a curly long hair breed dog keep up on the brushing keep up you know every night it takes you know five to ten minutes just for a quick brush um you know us groomers we do it every day so we understand that it might not be the easiest job at home without the table or the leads or the blow dryer but at least keep up on the brushing and a proper brushing we always well, you know, YouTube's available for everyone and you right. could absolutely find a million videos on YouTube on how to properly brush, you know, the, the breed of dog you have. Okay. So brushing is number one, but also when you're bathing at home, um, something, you know, a sensitive shampoo, baby shampoo and oatmeal, a hypoallergenic shampoo, it goes a long ways just in case, you know, you're not a professional, you, you leave a little shampoo in, which, you know, it it's never a good thing, but with a very, um, a very, you oh, know, a very sensitive shampoo. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do the damage. You know, a high concentrate shampoo will do, which, which majority of the time, that's what your groomer is using. So, what do you um, think of that, uh, that, Johnson and Johnson's No More Tears? That sort of standard baby shampoo. Oh, so that's uh, that's actually number one that we recommend. Okay, um, oh, due to the pure fact that <laughs> Good guess. oh, it, yeah, I had a vet tell me the same thing. I, I, I cheated. <laughs> but, he lied but, to us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so, god. So yeah, absolutely. Baby shampoo, Johnson and Johnson. But that's um, a good option because I'm also thinking people on a budget. Johnson and Johnson's baby shampoo is not expensive. You know, you don't have to go to the boutique dog food place and buy the third twenty nine ninety nine bottle of you know. shampoo with blueberries and organic avocado right (laughs) yes but johnson's and johnson's uh no more tears that you know the gold bottle um that's a pretty inexpensive shampoo and and on a dog it can go a long way so so you would say that's a good product for at home Uh, use 100 percent. yeah and i always recommend leaving it on a couple minutes before you rinse it off you'll get that nice scent afterwards okay and after the bath, make sure you dry your, your long hair dogs. Mm. Um, it tends that, you know, you try to do a towel dry and let them air dry that, that, that clumps up the hair and causes matting in the future. Mm. So we always recommend a good towel dry, get that blow dryer out and, you know, blow dry them dry. Okay. And then a quick brush afterwards usually does the trick. What do you think about using conditioner or you think that's unnecessary with dogs? 
um, like a human condition time we would recommend it on okay. especially long hair um yeah. free dogs okay um, but it, it is not it's nothing that has to be you know mandatory that you okay. do okay it takes much more time so if you don't have the time a, a quick simple shampoo um right. will do will do the job just fine so so the yeah the the sensitive shampoo and um, don't forget to use the hair dryer, especially 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 on the uh, longer haired dogs. I, I think Correct. that is yeah. yeah yeah. Okay. And if you have the if you have a little extra budget, mm-hmm. you could always buy a detangler spray, okay. and that that's that's pr- practically a leave on conditioner. Oh, okay. So after after the bath, you'll spray it all over your your dog or your cat, and um, you'll towel dry it in, and then you'll blow dry it into their coat. And that helps from the hair tangling. It makes it much easier to separate, you know, the little knots. Mm. Um, and that's that, that's a very, you know, um, not very expensive um, bottle to buy. It's, you know, it could run 10 to $20, but it should last you, you know, six months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, speaking of grooming at home, you were mentioning to me um, just before our call, we, we, we talked briefly and you mentioned about dog clippers or dog clippers hair. You know what I mean? The, the clippers, the hair clippers. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, and you, well, tell us about that. Like the difference between the ones you use and what people at home, you know, that go to CVS or, or, uh, you know, on Amazon end up buying. Okay. So we, we laugh at the shop about this a lot of the times because, um, you know, a lot of customers either, you know, they, they, they're in a hurry to get their dog room. They don't want to go anywhere else. Um, so they think, you know, they think instead of waiting, let's go buy some Walmart clippers um, and let's do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times it ends up just destroying the dog's coat, pulling, yanking. Um, these clippers are, are meant for very small jobs, you know, around the eyes. Um, they're not going to, the majority of the time, they're not going to clip the dog very well. And um, so what we, we recommend to everyone is, look, we understand you want to cut your dog um, or try, attempt to, but if you're going to do that, um, invest, you know, invest a little extra money into some professional clippers. You know, you can go on Amazon nowadays or, you know, any, any sort of grooming retail shop and, and buy some Andis two speeds. Um, and if, if you don't, if you don't quite know which clippers are going to do a great job again, do your research, go on Google, ask your groomer. Um, I'm sure your groomer would be more than honest on what, you know, what they use question. Like if I'm going to buy a decent pair of clippers, I'm going to pay probably at least how much? Um, probably anywhere between two to 400. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. So when you yeah, see the twenty nine ninety nine, that is just not going to be a useful yes, product. It, it's almost a waste of money. That's um, what I was going to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You might be able to get, you know, 10 minutes worth of clipping, um, especially through, you know, a dog that has a dirty coat, mm. um, dirty coats with, with blades, no matter how fresh they are it starts doling out those blades. So especially with a $20 or $30 pair of clippers, you usually have one standard blade on it with some snap on combs. That blade is going to, is going to dole out really quick. And then you're going to end up either nipping or pulling the hair and the dog's just going to, the dog is going to react um, and and not be so happy. The blade doesn't for people to understand. I mean, I think most people do, but just to be clear in those cases, the blade is, 
moving back and forth, but it's not cutting the hair. It grabs it basically just grabbing and pulling the hair. And of yes, course, correct. that hurts. And, uh, you know, along with the noise and everything of the blade, the dog just gets like, you know, scared. And it, yeah. And so that's what I wanted to get at, because, yeah, when you're looking at those thirty dollar, fifty dollar, even maybe ninety nine dollar you're kind of just throwing your money away. Like it's better just not to do it. I mean, what I do, you know, it, I have some good grooming scissors that have the, the ends are, you know, safety dull. And if the dog gets a burr or something like that, we just, you know, we can cut it off, but the clipping, I don't want to make the three, $400 invested in clippers. I don't want to keep up with the blades. I don't want to sharpen them, get new blades. I just go to the groomer for that. I mean, that's, that's. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and we have the, you know, we have the spay and neuter bus. We have a, uh, cause I buy them fairly expensive uh, clippers and you've got to maintain them. You've got to oil them. You just yeah, can't. Yeah. So I'm, my point to the takeaway from my opinion is better that I just, <laughs> you know, for three or $400, I can go to a lot of uh, grooming Right, uh, right. It's easier for you to do it, Brandon, than for me. Correct. Yes, yeah. correct. And and now it's on someone else's time. It's not taking your time. And you they're know, experts at home. in it. They do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I just we wanted get, to give you know, people that perspective to show that, like, if it's under two hundred dollars, it it you know it's, it's so, not worth it. Yeah. So that people really can see that the thirty nine ninety nine product at Walmart is just a waste of your money, and you're better off doing something else with it like uh you know going to the the starbucks that's in yeah. in the walmart there we have two clippers yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes uh, exactly both, both go buy yourself a coffee oh, oh i'm sorry say that again yeah. Sam? i said we have two separate clippers one's a wall and what's the other i forget the other one it doesn't matter but yeah but they're they're both over 400 bucks right and these are professional clippers yeah, for use yes. at, at a for veterinarian animal, yes, yeah exactly yeah. yeah exactly and like you said you have to maintain them too you have to you got keep on top of them blades, yeah. I mean, it's just a mess the yeah so all over the, place. the idea that you're going to buy a 40 dollar product and use it all the time is just you're, you're setting yourself up for disaster save yourself the heartbreak and of course your animal's not going to yeah. like it and that, that's the there you go. that's their whole point you know they want to hurt yeah. your animal well, that's great. And stuff. if I could add something yeah, real please. quick, please, I was going to well. ask you. You to. know, when you when you do buy these expensive clippers, um, there's a lot of parts on them as well that that <laughs> right. go bad, and they need you know regular regular maintenance. Whether yes. you call a repair guy or you could learn to do it yourself, these are extra parts that are going to need to be replaced. Um, you know, every few grooms, your blade drives, and things like that. So if you're not really into it, um, you know, to do it all the time and really be confident in yourself to be able to maintenance your clippers and, and your blades it it turns out to it's going to end up being more dangerous for you in the long run if you're not willing to do those those little steps to, right, right. to keep your your machines running properly since yeah, we're talking yeah. about clipping what about nails clipping nails at home yeah so nails nails are one of those funny things um because it, it, it's not a very difficult thing to do as as a as a pet owner but it's one of those scary things to do and um i have quite a bit of clients that have done it or tried to attempt it at home once or twice and they end up um getting too close to the dogs quick and seeing the blood not knowing how to stop it um so if i mean if save yourself the headache and call your groomer i mean usually at you know at dog wash america we charge ten dollars for the nail clip and we charge twenty dollars for the clip and file so um 
you know, for 10 or $20, whatever you choose to do, um, it will save you the headache of dealing with, you know, possibly the blood or, you know, the dog getting hurt over it. Um, and another thing, do your research at home, get mm -hmm. prepared. If you're going to attempt it, make sure you have the correct, um, you know, uh, items available, you know, just in case you get too close, you know, use a uh, quick stop, um, septic powder, something to stop that bleeding. What is the nail color this year, this season? The nail, the nail color. Yeah. yeah. He's talking about painting their nails. <laughs> we're seeing, yeah. we're seeing a, you know, we, we actually are seeing a lot of different nail colors on both male and female dogs this year. So well, it is California. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all all the shades of the rainbow are on the nails. Do you guys do the um, the thing? I, I, I think it's popular now with the people that are willing to spend the money um, with the the dyeing of the fur, especially like white oh, yeah. poodles, yeah. you know, where they give them, you know, rainbow colors or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, Ryan, we do not offer that yeah, at the yeah. shop, and and it, it does take it takes some extra time. And uh, oh, I've seen those, yeah, shop, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm I'm more of uh, my my shop itself is more you know to do the the home grooming, right. no show, you know, no nothing showy offy. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you would have to find a, a shop that's willing to do the show the show look or the show cuts. Yeah, somebody was telling me uh, we we do a dog hike in Runyon Canyon and their dog had that and I was like oh you know I was just being polite and commenting on it and um I asked them how much it cost and it was, it was five hundred dollars and I said like, wow okay so there you yes go. yes so, I'm not too sure how long it lasts either yeah um, right, I'm sure right. the I'm sure the maintenance is pretty pretty yeah uh, because they have to often. use um very you know friendly to the animals sort of dyes and whatever but on the flip side I think those don't last as long as the um you know uh, previous previous ones, but yeah, I would imagine the clientele here in Sierra Madre are much more down to earth dog owners that are looking for um, uh, the 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 standard stuff. I, I I haven't seen too many people walking around Sierra Madre with a a golden doodle that you know all diamond, diamond decked out in different colors. Diamond right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I haven't seen too many of those. And you know what? I've had customers do the dying at home. Mm. They do a little uh, you know uh, DIY kind right. of thing. Um, and they use, I, I believe it's food coloring, you know, yeah, you could play okay. around with it. Yeah. But I think I think it's completely safe if you use the organic, something organic. Right. Um, right. And that's something we'll leave up to the owners if they yeah. choose to do that or not. There you go. Well, we'll maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll dye Bob. Uh, uh, what color? What color would Bob do well in? We'll just do one color. What's he what's would a, probably look good as uh, maybe a little blue. A, blue, a little blue dog or we just get him a blue sweater that, that might be easier there you go there yeah. you go yeah all right well anything else to add i mean those are some great tips about you know um researching a groomer how to be a good customer and definitely about um how you can save money and not waste your money on on things that aren't going to uh provide you Serve any good well. use yeah. um anything else to add before we let you go no, Sam and Ryan, I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah, we did. We did. Thanks for your time. And um, if we don't talk, uh, have a happy July 4th, which is coming up in about a month, right? Yeah. Yes. And you, you guys as well. And thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure Sam will be back there with a, I don't live in Sierra Madre now, so I'm not a, around um, as much. But uh, Sam, I don't know. Scruffy's pretty. How long you think Scruffy has till he has to come back because he got a short summer cut yeah so scruffy scruffy had a couple dreadlocks that we had to take care of so we <laughs> uh -oh. we did do that nice 
we little, did do a nice little su- neglect on the owner's uh, behalf. No, yeah. you you know what? I, some dogs just start chewing and they'll it's, they'll it's tangle that hair. We drink wine and he's getting into this <laughs> Mexican exactly. wine. Exactly. Right. Okay. And Scruffy's another one that doesn't um, tend to love the groomers. So you know, an easy maintenance haircut. Um, we did. You know, we we cut them at a five F, which leaves it about a quarter inch all around. The grow out on that will probably take about three months before he'll know. need three three to four months before oh, he'll need yeah, another. Yeah, I have to tell you, a compliment to you. All my neighbors are going, oh my God, he looks so much better. Oh yeah, he looks I, he I, looks a lot better. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. We, we've guys. been posting some photos of him and they'll be on there. All right, well, thanks, Brandon. Um, if we're all Anytime, done, Sam. Guys. I want to say one thing. I know You'll it's go, quick. hit it. Um, Brandon, not too long ago, was we, we being free animal doctor, were trying to entertain a situation where we could um, spay and neuter large animals, which requires uh, super large cages. And Brandon had, uh, at one point in time, had offered his shop for the place that we could do temporarily spay and neuter. We didn't end up doing that for a whole bunch of other reasons, but uh, thank you for that, Brandon. I think it's a pretty cool thing. No, anytime, Sam. And honestly, thank you for the opportunity to involve me in, in something like that. I really appreciate it. Cool. I think that's a great place to end it. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Uh, All right, guys. Take Bye. care. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, and so we're back uh, after our discussion with Brandon, another um, professional willing to did, give us. Did, did you notice that I kept my mouth shut? He was dissing my dog about dogs about how mean they were to him, and I was. Yeah, I was. I kept saying, like, I didn't didn't get angry. How nice of him to uh, give us all that time yes. uh, at no charge and to um, talk about everything. Uh, grooming related and uh to give tips on saving money um you know when it's his profession that's <laughs> exactly. having the money saved again so that was kind of like pulling the trigger yeah quite head. nice of yeah. him yeah yeah um so that is but he's a good guy so there yeah 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 he is dog wash of america uh, if you are in the area I, I think you know dog grooming is something because you have to drop your dog off you have to pick them up it is somewhat related to where you you live but if you are near Sierra Madre, Dog Wash of America on Sierra Madre Boulevard is um, a great location to go to. Uh, I will say they are typically quite busy and um, booked out. So, you know, um, so that if, speaks to how good they are. Yeah, exactly. So if you are interested, um, give them a call, look them up on Yield Internet on the Google, ask Jeeves, Alta Vista, whatever you happen to use. <laughs> um, so, Moving on uh, from that, as you mentioned, uh, Sam, your dogs uh, got groomed. They got their summer cut. Scruffy is looking good. We've been putting some pictures of Scruffy out with uh, the Daily Bob, and uh, which is our little fun newsletter. We send out two types of newsletter, the Daily Bob, which is just kind of a fun, goofy thing that we send out with Bob almost every day, not quite daily. And then our more serious newsletter where we send out um, and, and campaigns. A more serious and stuff. Note, to segue mm-hmm. from that, just briefly. Uh, do you, are there one or two uh, recent uh, campaigns? Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Our other more yeah. serious newsletter we send out. Yeah, I mean, there's this dog, Clark. Uh, he was found out in the desert, uh, Apple Valley area, which is on the way to Vegas to give just a general idea. And, and by the way, uh-huh. a lot of dogs, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, a lot of dogs are actually uh, abandoned out in that area, correct? Well, yeah, I don't know how, how it comes to be. Like this dog is tall he sort of looks like a mastiffy great dane kind of dog um 
And so he's out there. He's very skinny. Uh, turns out he has a broken arm that's like partially healed, but not really. Um, now, how did he come to be out there? We, you know, uh, the person who went to um, trap him, Mike Ryan, who does a, a lot of rescue up in that area and works with Faith Easdale of Dream Fetchers, and whom I hope to have on the podcast one day. Um, when he went out to get him, uh, he discovered there was a small homeless encampment of these people camping out there in the desert. Um, uh, and he thought maybe it was their dog, but they said, no, they, he had surprised them as well. The dog had Clark, um, that, uh, he had come around their campsite. And, um, so could he have been that could, could, Somebody have dumped him out there. I mean, people do, you know, drive their dogs out in the desert and just dump them or down country roads. The, so the sad. Los Angeles version of a country road, the desert road. Um, but I also think, I mean, that there's a major freeway through there, the 10 freeway. And um, like we had the one little dog uh, that was found out in the desert out in that area. And I often wonder, you know, people driving through, stop at a gas station. They go into the gas station, you know, they come out, they open the door and the dog hops out of the car and runs off into the woods and they look for it and whatever, and they can't find it and they take off. I mean, I, there's so many possibilities. possibilities. It's, it's hard to know. This dog, he does have the broken arm, but I, I would assume sometimes when you have a dog that has a health problem, you think, well, maybe it was dumped because the owner or whoever didn't want to keep it for whatever reason because of the health issues. But I, I would assume he broke his arm, you know, while he was out there. He's definitely been out in the rough for more than a month, how skinny this dog is. So anyway, did we get his arm fixed or did it need well, to he's, be Well, he's just gone to the vet now. So um, he's at the vet. Um, the blood test results have come back uh, good. Uh, one of the things that happens when a dog is malnourished and dehydrated out in the desert like that for a period of time is they can go into kidney failure or have other problems uh, with major organs. And he doesn't seem to have any um, permanent damage. There was some elevation in his blood levels, whatever, but it, the doctor was like, this is all normal, um, just indicating stress and he'll be fine. And then the arm, it's kind of unclear right now what's going to happen. This dog, he, he just went into the vet, I think on Sunday. Um, and today we're recording is Tuesday. So we're still seeing, but it looks pretty positive for him. Um, there's a dog we're raising money for, uh, Bodie down in San Diego. His owner is a second grade school teacher. So, uh, I think I mentioned them before. Um, that's still ongoing. He needs some surgery on his liver, which is expensive. Uh, a young cocker spaniel dog that she rescued. She got him from a rescue. She spent a lot of money on him already um, to get this far. It took a lot of money to get the diagnosis, and um, now he needs the expensive surgery. And there's a few others on there. Um, so you can always go to freeanimaldoctor.org, and that's doctor spelled out. So freeanimaldoctor.org. You probably already know the website, and or you could just Google it. Yeah, check out the cases that are on there. Um, it's sort of listed chronologically. We usually have two or three featured cases right on the front of the page. And then, um, going back, you can search back, maybe find one that, um, you know, still needs some money and is getting close to being funded. And I've got a number of cases pending. Um, we had a, a bunch of cases come in, so we'll have, uh, some updates on, on that as always free animal doctors, big thing. We only pay the veterinarian, so all the donations that come in are held by the nonprofit organization Free Animal Doctor and then um, paid out to the vet for the service of the dog or to the rescue if they're a 501c3, a nonprofit. Um, 
Sam, what about anything going on with our spay and neuter bus? Not a lot to add. Uh, well, you know, we, we're doing we're, it every Sunday, every Sunday. Now, uh, we're, we're, um, so it looks like we're going to be doing every Sunday all through the summer, except, uh, July 3rd, which is a Sunday because obviously the Monday is, is on the Monday. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's just a staffing issue. People, um, want to go on vacation, want to have that three day yeah, weekend yeah. off. Yeah. 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 Although we talked about this once before, mm. it's kind of funny, um, uh, Mother's Day. We actually worked on Mother's Day, right? And and the veterinarian was cool with that, and we were full. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think learned. we could get the clients. I think well, maybe July Fourth is a little different. It depends, like Memorial Day or a Labor Day. But um, but I think when you've got people, especially if they're um, have a family, the other person, their spouse maybe has the three day weekend off too, so they want to take the whole weekend off or or whatever. It can just be hard. On staffing, and as we talked about with Dr. Williams back on uh, podcast number three, the the previous podcast, um, uh, if you haven't listened to that and you're interested in you must why staffing is so difficult for veterinarians right now and why appointment times can be really long or it can be really a long time to get an appointment, go back and listen to that because um, he talks about the staffing issues, which we also have at the Spay and Neuter Clinic. It is. hard to find enough staff and we also have additional difficulty because we're not open um all the time we just do it on sundays and so we're looking for people who are willing and interested to work on a sunday what else sam i think that's that's about it that's about it from the the spay and neuter bus um all right so that's the news if you need to get your animal spayed or neutered uh, we are doing that in arcadia most sundays unless they come up against a major american holiday and um, <laughs> right now the prices are $135 for a cat, $200 for a dog. There's low cost vaccines and microchipping that you can add on to that. For example, we'll give them the rabies vaccine and the microchip for $20. Um, and we have some other vaccines available for, for dogs. If you're interested, all that's on the website. You just click on clinic or go to freeanimaldoctor.org backslash clinic and you'll see that information. But I think for now, um, we're going to wind this up. And I'm going to say uh, to the listeners, if you've gone this far, you, you've, you've lived through the whole thing. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. There you go. So as always, you can find us um, on all of your podcast, I guess, apps or services of choice. We're on Apple podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, the one that Android uses, which name escapes me right now, Google podcast. Um, and all of that good stuff. If you know how to do it, you can just look up. The name of the podcast is FADCAST, F-A-D-CAST. So a little play on podcast, it's the FADCAST. So if you just go on to any of those, I tested it just today. You go on Apple Podcast and you type in FADCAST and search, it'll pop right up. A little picture of Bob in front of a microphone. Uh, If you leave us a review, that would be fantastic. We would like to see it. If you have anything to offer info at freeanimaldoctor.org. fad means what, Ryan? Free Animal Doctor. There you go. That's right. So say goodnight, Sam. Goodnight, Sam. There we go. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Be good. Bye.